Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of your soon-to-be favorite Michigan podcast, Die Tryin'. Today, on the eve of the college football season, at least for the Michigan Wolverines, I'm going to take a look at what you should be on the lookout for as the Wolverines start the 2021 campaign with Western Michigan out of the MAC. This is a uh, team Michigan has played in the Jim Harbaugh era. Uh, the Wolverines took care of the Broncos 49-3 to in 2018. So does that mean we should expect a, another 46-point win? Uh, not necessarily. The spread is only 17, so Vegas certainly is not expecting that. Um, these Broncos, the, two, two, the 2021 edition, is better than they were in 2018. They are a legit Mac contender, um, but that has a lot to do with the offense, mostly to do with the offense. So I think you know, I think uh, seeing a repeat of 49 points um, is definitely on the table for the Wolverines. This is a Broncos team that, after crushing Akron in their opener, allowed 38.4 points per game. In their next five games, their final five games, as they played six last season. And that was against a strictly MAC schedule. So, if the Wolverines are going to get back to where they were before last season and at least be a nine or ten win type of team, they should really be able to name their score on Saturday. Um, I'll be disappointed if they don't go over 40. 49 is definitely on the table here. Now, that of course leads to our first question. That will be the case if Jim Harbaugh has finally found his quarterback. A uh, quarterback, you know, not not a transfer coming in, somebody that Michigan recruited, brought in out of high school and developed. So Cade McNamara is the week 1 starter. Um, I know J.J. McCarthy is the five-star kid, the highest-rated quarterback the Wolverines have brought in since Ryan Mallett, but he is a true freshman. Cade McNamara is in his third year with the program, a redshirt sophomore. He was, uh, for those who do not, might not know, might not be familiar with him, um, he was a four-star recruit coming out of Nevada. He was a record-setting quarterback there, and the uh, as we've seen over the last few years, there's been a couple studies done on that. And the, the kids, these record-setting quarterbacks, um, typically are the ones who do well, who succeed at the college level. Um, he was a Notre Dame commit originally, and Michigan uh, was able to flip him. So he was definitely a, a guy that competitors, uh, teams that have actually been more successful than Michigan of late in Notre Dame, were interested in. The, the talent is there. Um, obviously, we haven't seen too much from him. He did lead Michigan uh, back from their 17 to nothing deficit at Rutgers when the offense was just sputtering and looked lost under Joe Milton. When McNamara came into the game, it was like, you know, somebody flipped the light switch. So it looks like he knows how to run the offense at the very least. Um, the buzz about him out of Ann Arbor is that he's a real leader. Uh, players are saying that he's holding them accountable. Um, he's definitely endearing himself to the team. Obviously, hey, it's the preseason, folks. We know it's all going to be positive right now. So a lot to be uh, seen still from McNamara. And that's something that we'll be watching for week one and throughout the season. 
Is he the guy? Has Jim Harbaugh finally found his quarterback? A, a Something to watch for tomorrow, something to watch throughout the season. Then you have the backfield. Three-back rotation um, appears to be what the Wolverines are planning. They think it's an ideal number. Last season, they tried it with four. It didn't work. Um, I'm not sure if that was because it was four. Uh, I think a lot of that was um, not great play from the offensive line. I think a lot of it was just not great overall offensive play. And and if you're punting a lot, it's hard to spread the ball around one or two guys, let alone three or four guys. So uh, Chris Evans is on to the NFL, sixth round pick, I believe, with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Zach Charbonnet was one of the stars of Week Zero with a monster performance back in California for UCLA. Those two guys are no longer here. Back is leading rusher Hassan Haskins, who uh, averaged uh, 6.1 yards per carry last year. We have Blake Corum, who flashed some of that uh, electric speed, elite athleticism as a true freshman last year, but in a very small sample size. He was inconsistent. We expect to see more from him this season. They brought in two true freshman running backs, Donovan Edwards, uh, Tavari Dunlap, obviously Edwards is the guy who, if you follow Michigan recruiting at all, you know he's he is the dude. He is the guy. He is the the chip of this class coming in. The one true freshman that many people believe can make an immediate impact. The highest rated running back uh, Michigan has snagged uh, since 2013. He's uh, a West Bloomfield native, so he's a Michigan kid. All-purpose threat. He believes his future might even be at receiver, so I know that was a big thing for him. He wanted to go to a program who was going to use him in the passing game, not just as a running back. So I think, you know, I don't know how much we're going to see of him tomorrow, and it'll be interesting to see how Michigan uses all three of these backs. But I I, I could see um, Haskins going over 100 yards and Corum and Edwards potentially topping uh, the 50-yard mark each, um, depending on how the carries shake out. I think it should be a big running game, well over 200 yards for the Wolverines on the ground if the offensive line does what they're supposed to do. Uh, Let's move from the running backs, where we kind of think we know what the rotation will look like, to the receiving rotation, Um, And this is where the speed and space comes in, right? This is why Josh Gaddis is here to make best use of these weapons. And they do have weapons. Ronnie Bell is the one um, known commodity here, right? We know what we're going to get from him. Uh, Throughout his career, he has been much more effective as a slot receiver. So that's something to uh, keep keep in mind and and watch how he's used inside and outside and and does he improve as an outside receiver if they continue to use him in that fashion or do we see him shift more inside where he's been more comfortable Um, out of the remaining uh, five returnees who figure to see playing time at receiver Cornelius Johnson appears to be the the guy who's locked one of the other starting receiver roles and who people believe um, has a very high ceiling who has the look of a future number one receiver who's ready to take a big step this season and, you know, primed to take over as the number one guy next year when Ronnie Bell moves on. He looks like a potential NFL talent. 
So we want to see growth from him. It, it appears that uh, Mike Sanristil, a speedy guy who um, came in as an athlete, they weren't sure if they were going to use him at corner or wide receiver. He looks to be the, the most likely candidate to be the third starting wide receiver, probably out of the slot. Two similar players in terms of uh, slot potential, in terms of having game-breaking speed, are sophomores A.J. Henning and Ramon Wilson. Wilson is definitely a potential legit deep threat. And yeah, I, I did say definitely and potential in back-to-back, uh, back-to-back words in that sentence. So bear with me, folks. Um, but you know what I mean. A.J. Henning is another guy who just looks potentially special when he touches the football. So a lot of potential here. That's a big word with this group. Um, both of those guys are true sophomores. So this was their first true offseason with a college football team. And then finally, you have grad transfer, a more experienced player in Dalen Baldwin, who's stepping up in competition. 247 Sports had him rated as the number one transfer coming into the Big Ten. He's got he's somebody who's coming in with something to prove. He wants to show NFL scouts that they should take a look at him. And, you know, he believes by coming to Michigan, coming back home to the state, and by playing Big Ten football, that's his best chance. That's his ticket to the NFL. So he is expected to be uh, in the mix as well. And let's not forget um, Eric All, the athletic tight end, who, wait, you know, we've been hearing buzz about him since he stepped on campus. There was a lot of buzz in 2019. There was buzz last year. But so far, we've seen uh, way too many drops. It looks like so, you know something's buzzing in his ear every time he's trying to make a ca- catch and uh, breaking his concentration. So he's a kid that is expected to that projects to have a high ceiling, but we need to see a lot more consistency. And as we know, whether it's at Stanford, whether it's with the 49ers, whether it was earlier in his tenure at Michigan when Jim Harbaugh's offenses, and even though this is a blend as um, you know, Josh Gaddis brings uh, his speed and space to the table, but typically tight end has is, is been a big part of this, and tight end has always been a big part of Michigan's scheme, and, and they want to continue that. So it's really now or never time, I think, for Eric All as he comes into his second year as a starting tight end. Now let's flip to the other side of the ball, Mike McDonald. 34-year-old defensive coordinator, um, like many of the new hires in the offseason, young enough to be Don Brown's son, the guy he's replacing. That's one of the many differences you should expect to see from the Michigan defense. Um, I think you're going to see, it's going to be more multiple. It's going to be more different looks. It's going to be more different coverages. Um, Don Brown was kind of like, you know what's coming, and we don't think you can stop it which is fantastic while it works until it stops working. And that's what happened last season. It was slightly trending down heading into last year. Still an outstanding uh, tenure for Mike Brown during his time as Michigan's D.C. Can't take anything away from him, but you understand why it was time to move on. Um, In terms of a base scheme, McDonald, who comes from the Baltimore Ravens, recommended by John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh's brother, 
uh, highly thought of young NFL coach who is expected to be you know, a hot name in terms of being a future NFL defensive coordinator. Um, he's probably he's expected to bring that 3-4 base that we did see from time to time under Brown. Um, you know, you remember uh, Form Bush would be the guy that would kind of be that edge stand-up outside linebacker uh, when he would come in the game for a defensive end um, in Michigan's uh, defense under Brown. Uh, we expect to see a lot more of that. We expect to see a lot of guys who were listed as defensive ends prior playing that stand-up outside linebacker position, including Aiden Hutchinson, who is probably the best player on this Michigan football team. So a potential, really a potential breakout season for him coming off the edge. Other guys like, you know, David Ojabu, who's a really athletic guy, uh, raw when he came to Michigan. He's a guy you're hearing a lot about as a potential breakout player. Um, very talented, you would think, with his athleticism, this new defense should be a great fit for him. Uh, Taylor Upshaw, son of Reagan Upshaw, an NFL player, is another guy to watch. You have Braden McGregor, who's working his way back from injury. He missed all of his true freshman season, but he was a very highly touted kid who projected similar to Aiden Hutchinson in terms of his uh, recruiting scouting report uh, coming out of high school. So very curious to see how Mike McDonald's new defense looks and works. Um, and it really, it starts up front. You're going with a three-man line. They want bigger linemen. And it's going to start with Donovan Jeter, a fifth-year senior. Chris Hinton, a former five-star who's shown some flashes, but we need to see a lot more from him. As well as Maisie Smith, who, you know, like Hinton, they both were in the class of 2019. Um, Hinton was their second highest rated recruit behind Daxton Hill. He is um, a, a five-star kid. Maisie, Maisie Smith was the fourth rated recruit in Michigan's class in 2019, just outside the top 100 of the 247 composite rankings, 105. He's gotten bigger. He's back to 320 pounds. From what you're hearing, he sounds like he feels like um, that's that's where he's more comfortable playing um, it looks like he's going to probably settle in at the nose. I'm not exactly sure if it's going to be him or Smith. We see conflicting reports, um, but he seems to be more comfortable at that weight. He thinks this defense the, really fits him or that he fits this defense, however you want to phrase it. But I think this is really big. You know, Sean Newa, the defensive line coach, said if the defense is a spear, the nose tackle is the tip of that spear. And if the tip isn't strong, the spear, the spear is not going to work. So it's a great analogy, and it's it's critical, critical that they get more production out of those three guys um, up front as depth is kind of shaky. They did bring in Jordan uh, Whitley from Oregon State, who's like a 350-pounder space eater to take some reps. A uh, really intriguing, very intriguing guy is uh, Julius Welshoff, six foot six inch German. Up to 288 pounds after coming to camp, coming to Ann Arbor at about 250-ish. He was a mogul skier. That's right, you heard me. A mogul skier. He still can run a 468 40-yard dash at 288. Does a broad jump that's 10 feet 5 inches. He was 33rd on Bruce Feldman's freaks list and per uh, Feldman's column on The Athletic. We learned that he can... Um, go 50 yards on handstands. He can do backflips on skis. 
I'm not really sure how any of that stuff is applicable. Um, doesn't mean he's going to be any good, but clearly he is a player. He is a human being that is a freak athletically. He has the prototypical build of a five-technique defensive end. Um, he should fit this scheme. If you were going to build a five-technique defensive end, this is exactly what he would look like, and this is exactly what how he would move. So I'm very excited to see if this is the year. I think he's 24 now, fourth year on campus, obviously coming from Germany. Um, huge project type of prospect. So it'll be curious to see if if how he pans out. He's kind of like the the David Ojobo of the defensive line. Um, Chris Jenkins is another kid, true sophomore, <clears throat> the son of uh, <clears throat> Chris Jenkins. He is also a 3-4 a, a defensive end type who should fit in nicely. Another son of a former NFL player, a guy who's going to provide depth and could push for playing time. Um, now, finally, just a, a look at this game a little more specifically. I, I really, really love this matchup for Michigan because in Western Michigan, you have a team that you should win. Um, this game should not be in doubt. You, you're not going to uh, put your team in a tough spot like Ohio State was last night um, at Minnesota. It's not going to be a matchup, or if you're Minnesota, heck, you get to start the season with Ohio State, right? Thank you very much. Um, you got Penn State's playing um, in Wisconsin. Uh, Indiana is playing at Iowa. So the level of play is not needed to be at that same level for Michigan against a Western Michigan team. But what you do like is Western Michigan does have some strengths, Um and they will test Michigan at some key positions. Namely, that defensive line and those edge rushers, as Western Michigan is supposed to have a pretty good um, offensive line. The quote from Pro Football Focus's college football preview is that the strength of this team is they have the best set of pass protectors in the MAC. They have the best offensive line in the MAC. But they're good. But it's the MAC, so they should test Michigan. But Michigan should pass the test in flying colors with flying colors. If um, they can't get to the quarterback and Western Michigan is able to run the ball on them, that is a big concern. So it's a test, but not a challenging test. One that Michigan should pass easily. And we might say the same thing about the other side of the ball because quarterback Kalen Ellaby is a darn good quarterback, especially for a Mac quarterback. Um, per Bill Connolly's numbers, he was the second best quarterback in all of FBS. Nestled between number one, Mac Jones, and number three, Zach Wilson. Ever heard of those guys? They're both in the NFL. They were both first-round picks. So obviously, Ellaby's production was against Mac schools. So you would think Michigan should be able to do better than his opponents did last year. But at the same time, this is a, you know, a, a position where Michigan has a lot of questions. So will we continue to see development from Jamon Green, who improved throughout the 2020 campaign? Can Vincent Gray bounce back from last season? Can DJ Turner 
show himself worthy of being on the field, of being, a, if not a starter, at least being part of the three-man rotation at, at cornerback. Those are the three guys we're looking at right now. Um, how will they be used? I think a scheme that doesn't rely, rely exclusively on cover zero, where you're just man-to-man, nose-to-nose, on your receiver, at the line of scrimmage, jamming him, and then just running with them all over the place on the field, which is such a difficult scheme to 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 defend. It's such a difficult scheme to play in as a cover guy. So I don't think, we, you know, we're going to see some man coverage. Uh, McDonald does like man coverage, but I, it's going to be a little bit of a different scheme, and I think that's probably uh, better considering the corners you have on hand. Um, Daxton Hill, do we see him in coverage? Is he only a slot guy? So th- this is also a great, great test um, for Michigan's secondary. Again, one that they should pass. I'm not implying that if they fail uh, that we're going to say, well, you know, they do have Kalen Ellerby, Ellerby at quarterback. No, 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 no. These are tests Michigan should pass, but they are tests. So it's a nice way to get your feet wet, but it's not too easy uh, as you prep for Washington the final week. So with that, I'm going to close with a prediction. I've got Michigan. I believe the offense will be very, very impressive. I got Michigan scoring 45 points um, for a 28-point victory. 45 Michigan, Western Michigan 17, and Hail to the Victors gets off to a good start on the 2021 season.